You are listening to the Morning Breath Podcast. Please enjoy today's show, hosted by Pastor Dan Stahlbaum. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the program. This is a Morning Breath, or a drive-time devotion. Sure to jumpstart your day at works by reading a chapter of the Bible, spending some time with the Lord, and then tuning in here to the Morning Breath podcast or radio show and listening online and you get to hear from God, and then we talk about what we saw in the chapter, and it's just a way to get into the Word of God and study it. I keep saying we because I do this with my co-hosts here in the Merritt Island campus of East Coast Christian Center up in a little studio we have up here in the second floor, and my co-host today is Pastor Brian Moore. How you doing? Good morning. I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Good to have you, brother. Yeah. <clears throat> What's new? What is new? Well, we got some stuff going on. We uh, It's a spring. Is it spring? Do we call February spring? It's spring. Uh, in Florida, it's spring. Eh, probably. It's winter somewhere. Plants are starting to, to it's bud. Happening. It's happening. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we got we got life. Spring spring happens, and when spring happens in my family, it's uh, baseball season. It's uh, like fresh uh, starts. There's been a little lockout. It's been a little challenging with baseball fans. So the you baseball's know, locked out. Back, yep, yeah. Owners are have locked. They're not the playing. Well, they're not. They're not. They're in. Oh. They're in. Uh, Conversations, at least at the oh. time of this recording, at least they're in conversations. <clears throat> but spring training has officially been like put on hold. Oh, bummer! Opening day's not yet, so we're we're hopeful. But it is about. But to the be, kids are playing. Kids are playing. Yeah, <clears throat> my kids are playing. My kids yeah. are running around and on fields, and uh, your grandkids are playing with yep. my kids. That's and so right. That's, uh, I, I that's exciting. That. Um, that's why we're building a life giving church that lasts. We got generations and uh, yep. grandkids with yep. my kids, and we're doing it all together. And anyway, this is uh, this is morning breath, and I'm going to tell you a little bit about how to get connected with the show. So you can go to our website eccc.us and uh, see all the things there, what's happening, and um, you can get on board with what chapters we're headed towards, where we're at um, today. We're in uh, Malachi chapter three, Woo-hoo. and uh, that's that's exciting. Uh, but we'll be in different we'll be in a different book here really soon because Malachi's only got four ch- four verses or four chapters. I'm sorry. More, more than four verses, but we're going to be headed to new chapters, and uh, you'll want to know where we're headed. So call the church office if that would help you, 321-452-1060. Let them know you want to get an email or a uh, a guide sent out to you via snail mail, or, of course, go to our app, East Coast app. Everything going on um, around the church here actually is there as well, and so you'll find out things about all sorts of stuff. But we want you to connect with the Word of God, and it will change your life. Absolutely. One, uh, one announcement we've been talking about is leadership training. That's going to be tomorrow night. Uh, the 24th from 7 to 10 at uh, the ECCU, East Coast Christian University. So we meet in the Avenue Worship Center yep. and uh, available for free. And But we do want you to sign up because we've got stuff we want to get you and make sure we're prepared for you when you come to that. So you can go on our events page and find out all the information on that. And you can also connect by calling the office and ask for Casey, and she'll get you all all, all wired in. And you know what? As a leader grows, everybody grows. That's right. And if you want to grow, grow your leadership. Yeah. Help others grow. Yeah. That's, uh, we talked about that with chapter two a little bit about nothing rises above a leader. And that's a home, a business, a church, whatever it is. Uh, God looks for a leader and sets a leader in place. And it's not always the way we see them. I always think about Gideon hiding Mm. uh, in a, in a, small enclosed space trying to thresh a little bit of grain and god said hello mighty man of god yeah and uh he sure didn't look like one then but before it was over god used him in incredible ways and so god sees what we don't see in people's hearts and lives i had a crazy conversation with somebody who's not from our area that is coming to our area to do some pretty radical stuff and they asked what the greatest need was in our community Mm. and i don't know that answer other than to say leadership 
Like, because if leadership grows, everything else grows, right? Wow. And so, of course, there's issues and there's all sorts of issues. But if we can lead well into those issues, then we can do all sorts of things incredibly well. So let's grow leaders. Let's That's see leaders good. grow. It's good. And if you're leading, you're you're listening to this. You're trying to grow. You're yep. you're you're winning right. already. That's right. So we're we're going to be uh, reading. What translation you read from? I have New American Standard today. New American Standard, man. You yep. switched it up. Huh? I did. I brought my brought my paper <clears throat> Bible. We had some wow. issues uh, a couple weeks ago with, with not your having electronic paper, one. So I have paper with me in front of me today. <laughs> I always have paper. It's good. Yeah. So uh, how many verses we've got here? Eighteen. So we'll split it right down the middle. I'll read nine. You read nine. All right. Sounds good. I get you started, Pastor Dan. I'm saying to you, read, sir. Behold, I send my messenger. And he will prepare the way before me. And the Lord whom you seek will suddenly come into his temple, even the messenger of the covenant, in whom you delight. Behold, he is coming, says the Lord of hosts. But who can endure the day of his coming? And who can stand when he appears? For he is like a refiner's fire. He's like launderer's soap. He will sit as a refiner and purify and a purifier of silver. He will purify the sons of Levi and purge them as gold and silver, that they may offer to the Lord an offering in righteousness. Then the offering of Judah and Jerusalem will be pleasant to the Lord, as in the days of old, as in former years. And I will come near you for judgment. I will be a swift witness against sorcerers, against adulterers, against perjurers, against those who exploit wage earners and widows and orphans, against those who turn away an alien, because they do not fear me, says the Lord of hosts. For I am the Lord, I do not change. Therefore you are not consumed, O sons of Jacob. Yet from the days of your fathers you have gone away from my ordinances and have not kept them. Return to me, and I will return to you, says the Lord of hosts. But you say, in what way shall we return? Will a man rob God? Yet you've robbed me. But you say, in what have we robbed you? In tithes and offerings. You are cursed with a curse, for you have robbed me, even this whole nation. All right, verse 10 of Malachi 3. Bring the whole tithe into the storehouse, so that there may be food in my house. And test me now in this, says the Lord of hosts, if I will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you a blessing until it overflows. Then I will rebuke the devourer for you, so that it will not destroy the fruits of your ground, nor of the, nor will your vine in the field cast its grapes, says the Lord of hosts. All the nations will call you blessed, and you shall be a delightful land, says the Lord of hosts. Your words have been arrogant against me, says the Lord, yet you say, what have, you, what have we spoken against you? You have said, it is, it is vain to serve God, and what profit is it that we have kept, him char- kept his charge and that we have walked in mourning before the Lord of hosts? So now we call the arrogant blessed. Not only are the doers of wickedness built up, but they also test God and escape. Then those who feared the Lord spoke to one another, and the Lord gave attention and heard it. And a book of remembrance was written before him for those who fear the Lord and who esteem his name. They will be mine, says the Lord of hosts, on the day on the day that I prepare my own possession, and I will spare them as a man spares his own son who serves him. So you will again distinguish between the righteous and the wicked, between one who serves God and one who does not serve him. Amen. Amen. Well, you know, again, this chapter, uh, there's a lot of question and answers that God's dealing with here. And it's a, it's a powerful, powerful statement of what they're saying about God, and then God is answering their questions. But before we get into the chapter, I think it's important to know that the, the last line of chapter 2, and we have question headings, or chapter headings, yeah. but doesn't really mean the thoughts changed. The question was, where is the God of justice? Um, 
it, that is it just? So in other words, if I'm looking at a situation, and we've said this as children a lot, and I think we probably say it as adults as well, more under our breath. But as kids, we would we would say that to our dad. You know, it's not fair. Yeah, that's not fair. And we are really, you know, as we have this sense of justice, I think that God puts in everybody, but we don't really understand what real fairness or justice is. And uh, so they're accusing God, you know, where are you at? Where is your justice at? It's not fair. And so are you just? And where is justice is the question. And he answers the question with this discussion about two messengers that he's sending. He says, behold, I send my messenger and he will prepare the way before me. And that I believe is obviously John the Baptist. And that's what was said of him uh, just really clearly. Mark 1, 2 says it. Matthew says it. John says it, that that's, that's who John the Baptist is. And then it says, and the Lord whom you seek will suddenly come into his temple. And that's Jesus. And that's talked about what John announced him in the, I think that's uh, John 1, where he said, behold, the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world, when, when John announced the coming of Jesus. And so he's saying, look, you don't think I'm just, and you don't think there's justice in the earth. Let me tell you how just I am. Romans 3.23 uh, ends with this statement, he is just and the justifier of the one who has faith in Jesus. Mm. He is just and the justifier. So just to sum all that up, I'll say this. Jesus took the medicine that he said you should receive for your evil ways. So how could you be more just than to have this let's say, standard, and then suffer the punishment of your own standard even though you weren't guilty of anything for someone else. It's just just an incredible way. And I think, you know, so often God's ways are so much higher than our ways and his thoughts higher than our thoughts. And this is just one of those times when you first read this kind of a cursory, cursory glance, it's like you miss all that. You don't think He's answering that question. How's he answering it? Well, he's telling you that he's going to come and die for you. Yeah. And if and he's the the price of justice is going to be paid because God is a just God and he does not change. He says that in verse 6. Yeah. But what he does is instead of making us take the pain of the penalty for our sins, he takes it for us. He does it in our place. And so he's he goes beyond any definition of just or justifier or justice that the world had ever known. There's nobody else has ever done anything really like this uh, or ever will again. Yeah. It's just an incredible, I mean, much less, you know, in the natural, much less in at, at the creator of the universe dies for our sins. It's crazy. It's good. incredible. You know, I, I love that when they ask that question, he goes, I already have a plan for that. <laughs> like before they ever asked the question, yeah. he had an answer. He knew that there'd be a messenger coming, mm. which was John the Baptist. Like we, we talk about the prophetic of Jesus showing up on the scene, but this is like prophesying John the Baptist coming as well, right? Yep. Like this yep. is a this is a foreordained, if you will, like a he's got a plan. 
you're going to ask me about all this. You're dealing with some stuff, but I already have a plan laid out for you. I already have a future that's full of hope that we, you know, we, we quote the verse in, you know, Jeremiah 29, 11, I know the plans I have, he declares already, you know, future yeah. uh, that's full of hope and to prosper you and not calamity. And he's going, Hey, I recognize that you're going to have a need for this and you're wrestling with some stuff. And here's a, here's an answer. It's coming. And the, the space between Malachi three and that actually happening is hundreds of years, right? Like, like he's saying, Hey, I'm going to do this, but it's not tomorrow, right? Like yeah. it's not just right there. Like there is, right. there is a quiet space here between this actually happening and when it actually is fulfilled. And that can be in our own lives sometimes in going, no, I know God has a plan and I want to discover the purpose. And I want to dig it out. But man, I, I don't see it yet. Well, guess what? That doesn't mean it's not coming. It doesn't mean it's not happening. It doesn't mean that he doesn't have a plan. It doesn't have a purpose. He doesn't have something there for you. The good news in the New Testament, we have the Spirit of God to lead us through that quiet space. And he's, yeah. he says later in this chapter, hey, just, you know, draw near to me. Or, hey, come on. Like, uh, uh, you come close to me. And it says, they will be mine. Uh, verse 17 says, they will be mine, says the Lord, on the, on the day that I prepare my own possession. And he has a plan even for your closeness. And, uh, you're not you're just out there somewhere far. Don't feel like you're out alone today and you know, this isolation space going, It's so quiet over here and I don't understand what you're doing, God. Draw near. Like come close and you know, come back. Come back into the space with him. It says return to me in verse uh, verse seven, the second part of seven. It says, Return to me and I'll return to you. Just just repent. Just move just move back. Move back in the direction, maybe if it's gotten quiet somewhere. You know, uh, when I read that return to me and I will return to you reminded me of course we're in the New Testament says draw near unto God and he will draw near unto you and it also reminded me that we need you know we we think about you know when we talk about repent and believe the gospel and I'm not making fun of that at all it's just that that that's kind of a the message too and I've got air quotes around this sinners yeah so you're a bad person and you need Jesus and so you know, all that stuff that we could, you know, preachers can put it in all different words. But I want to take it a step further. I don't think repentance is an act of just coming to know the Lord, though That's repentance good. is required to to become born again. I think we should live a lifestyle of repentance, that when we find ourselves outside of you know, the perfect will of God, let's just put it that way. When we find ourselves, it's not always on purpose. Yeah. You know, you think you're doing the right thing, and these guys thought they were doing the right thing in some, some respects as well. But when you find yourself and God makes it clear to you you're wrong about something, you need to live a lifestyle of quickly saying, whoa, you know, that's, that's not who I want to be. That's not how I want to live. I want to live a lifestyle of quickly turning. Repentance just makes, means make a 180 and turn away from whatever direction you're heading that's wrong. Turn around and head the other direction. And to live a lifestyle of repentance is in many ways just as important as repent yeah. in the very beginning. Because the truth is, as believers, we you know, and I could say so much about what God did to you know, we're, when we get to heaven, there's a place for me in heaven right now. But that doesn't mean there. I won't shed some tears. Uh, Bible says it'll wipe away all the tears. That's in heaven at the judgment seat of Christ. Because I will clearly see all the ways I fell short. Huh. And, in, and in over that shortness that I fell, I'll see the blood of Jesus uh, covering that. That doesn't mean I won't know, yeah. 
because uh, the Bible does say all of our lives will be exposed and everybody will see everything. Yeah. You know, all the secret things of our hearts. Another thought I had, and I'll just quickly say this when we go back to that other thought, is when I was reading this, I thought, you know, there's, there's three ways that the Bible gave to cleanse things. And it was uh, fire. Yeah. And so fire was used, and it, right here it says that for he's like a refiner's fire. Yeah. And he is like a launderer's soap, water That's good. and blood. Those three things are the three things used in all of the Old Testament and carried through the washing of the water of the Word, you know, the fire of the Holy Spirit, and the blood of Jesus. That was carried right through to the New Testament. So I thought that was really interesting, too. But back to what I said about a lifestyle of repentance and anything you want to add to either of those thoughts, Pastor Brian's great. Well, there, there's, there's a lot of things in here that he's going, hey, here's some ways. He's pointing out some ways to give them opportunity to repent, really. Like, this is not like, hey, you foul, wretched thing, get away from me. He's actually doing this to go, hey, return. There, there's some ways here that you can return. And I know that's a that's not always easy or not always fun. Like, you know, pruning, if you will, is not always, you know, clean and, you know, all of that. But in our own lives, to be able to be sensitive to go, God, is there any wicked thing in me? I mean, the psalmist said that, right? He says, search me and know me, know my heart, know any wicked thing in me that I might actually turn from it, right? Like not to just go expose me, God, like this is not an exposure. This is a I love you enough, and I haven't consumed you. It says, like, it says verse 6, For I, the Lord, do not change. Therefore, O sons of Jacob, you're not consumed. Like, yeah. your messiness. You're still your, around. Oh, <laughs> we didn't wipe you out. Yeah. Like we're, you're still around. Which, there's plenty of stories back here of wiping out. And Moses actually right? <laughs> used that thinking twice, just Moses, yeah. to say, let's not, let's not blow him out of the water, God. Remember yeah. Yeah, who yeah. you are? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so he, there is a merciful God here going, hey, and— we don't always see a picture of that in our culture today. Like you've maybe, again, you're listening to a radio show about the Word of God, and so you have some hunger for more of something that God would show you today. And if you've ever wondered, is God going to consume you for your sin? The answer to that is no, he consumed Jesus. Thank you that he sent his best for us to consume Jesus. Now let's go, okay, let's do something with that. And these things that he's saying here, like there's some things to turn from. He talks about the tithe. He talks about taking care of widows and orphans and mm. the alien oh, and, yeah. you know, uh, there's a lot going on right there that I think we all could check our heart and go, how am I doing with those things? How am I doing with, you know, I don't know, th- those that might be overlooked at times that we might have pushed aside and we got to go, those people matter. And maybe God would challenge us today to look around a little bit and have eyes to see some things to go. Maybe you've just closed your eyes to some stuff. There's some very challenging things here that are that are that are good for us. The oh, challenge is good for us. Like, absolutely, help me, Lord. Like if there's any wickedness in my heart today, if there's any brokenness in me towards the widow, towards the orphan, towards the alien, towards the tithe, towards the things, help me, Lord. Like I, I'm asking myself those questions, and that's why a devotion, a daily devotion, is healthy. To go, let's get in the Word and let's check our hearts and let's see what God would do in us today. That's right. And you know, that's one of the things that life cell of repentance that God convicted me yep. of. Says and against those who turn away an alien, and you know what happens in life very often is we we don't always do things as balanced as we should. We kind of overreact, and so I would say that the way we responded to our borders was we overreacted. Uh, maybe during the presidency of, of President Trump. Now it's almost like we've overreacted the other way, and now we have open borders, and. In my own heart, I would say, oh, I'm with the close of borders. But then I read this and I thought, wait a minute. Yeah. There's got to be a place 
where our hearts are open to the alien, the foreigner, the people from other countries. And so I'm not saying we should have open borders, but I am saying we should have secure borders and a good process that doesn't go too far where nobody can get in. And and it's just back and forth. And this is personal to me because we have good friends. Uh, Pastor Brian's been there and spent time with him as well, Uh, Mike and Pat Black in Guatemala. And they've adopted Guatemalan children who have become adults, and now they have grandchildren with these Guatemalan children, and they can't get the parents into the country. Uh, Which back, they once could, yeah. right? They, they once came and had yeah. the, those children were those born children in were born, the, yeah. the grandchildren were born in America. Yeah. And so you look at that and go, wait a minute. The, I know their situation. It's a good one. They would help our country. It would add to the strength of America to have more people like that come. Yeah. But here we are in this situation where we're like, Back and forth, and uh, it's it's just a tough, tough situation. The other thing I'll say, and I think we'd be remiss in not mentioning it, it says that how we should return is you've robbed God. And I just want to—you can do anything you want in your own mind with tithing. Uh, you know, that is a personal decision. I think it's biblical. I think it's New Testament biblical. Yeah. I don't think it's a law. I think it was before the law. But I just wanted—I came up—I thought to myself— you rob God when you don't tithe. So what does that mean? Well, that means that, you know, God needs things from us to do what he does in the earth. Uh, he needed a donkey. I preached a message on this not too long ago at East Coast that God needed these people's donkey to ride in to fulfill prophecy, to do Palm Sunday. I mean, it's just an incredible moment. And people gave their donkey so that he could do that. So when you don't tithe, you rob God, and that's pretty obvious here. But the other thought that I don't think we see is that you rob yourself. It says, you know, if you'll do this, I'll open the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing. There won't be room to receive. And then the other thing that I believe we rob is we rob others. Because he says, if you'll get this together and you'll see my blessing in your life, says in verse 12, all nations will call you blessed and you will be a a delightful land, says the Lord. You've robbed others the opportunity of seeing what a blessing God is in your life. And that helps draw people to God. And so I just looked at that and I thought, yeah, we we read this and there's kind of people put their guard up because of the curse part. And we're not cursed anymore. Revelation 22, 6, the New Testament ends with, and there will be no more curse. Yeah. And the Old Testament ends with, lest I come to the earth with a curse. Yeah. And so Jesus took the curse away. He was he was cursed as him who hang, hangs on a tree or a yeah. cross. And so I'm just, God wants to bless you. He wants to bless others. And he wants to bless his kingdom. Yeah. Ministry is done to the percent very often people give yeah and so you want to see big ministry in your community then you need to get on board with this and we need to take a break you are listening to the morning breath podcast from east coast christian center we will be back shortly after we thank our sponsors at east coast christian center we are building a life-giving church that lasts We are one church in many locations with campuses in Merritt Island, Vieira, 
Coco and an online campus that you can attend from anywhere. Here at East Coast, we value each generation and work hard to ensure that no matter what age or stage of life you're in, there's a place for you in our family. You weren't meant to do life alone, so come and find your church home with us. You can plan your visit or get more information online at eccc.us. Barfield Contracting and Associates is a fully licensed and insured roofing and building contractor. They are located in Cocoa Village, but service all of Brevard County and surrounding communities. They also offer military and senior discounts and free estimates and appreciate every opportunity they are given. 321-454-4531. That's 321-454-4531. Barfield Contracting, treating you like family. The world desperately needs strong, faithful, and equipped believers ready for battle right now. ECCU provides high-quality instruction at a fraction of the cost of other Christian universities. At ECCU, you will learn who you are, whose you are, and know how to practically exercise the tools God gave you. We offer associates, bachelors, masters, and doctoral programs in theology and Christian ministry. Our number is 321-452-1060. That's 321-452-1060. Extension 102. Find more information at eccuequipped.com. Are you a young adult between the ages of 18 and 29, seeking community and an opportunity to press into the Word of God on a deeper level? Join us at Mezzanine, Sunday nights at 7. Experience powerful and impacting messages alongside like-minded individuals that are passionate about pursuing the heart of God. Visit mezzanine.church to get plugged in. Hi, I'm Scott Langston. I'm a broker associate who has specialized in commercial real estate for the past 27 years. I sell real estate for Remax Elite. I give free broker price opinions to anyone selling real estate. If you are looking to buy or lease real estate, I will represent you at no cost to you. My phone number is 321-403-1111. My website is scottlangston.com. Go out and make it a great day. Pineapple Garden Assisted Living and Memory Care Community, located in Rockledge. Affordable care with daily activities and a friendly 24-hour staff, making sure you or your loved one is safe and secure. Find them online at pineapplegarden.com. For over 30 years, CB Plumbing has been a family-owned and operated business that is dedicated and proud to serve the Brevard County community. CB Plumbing offers both drain and sewer line cleaning for commercial and residential. CB Plumbing for all your plumbing needs. 321-783-6000. That's 321-783-6000. Customer satisfaction is their guarantee. Welcome back to the Morning Breath Podcast. Lean in as the pastors finish the show with their final thoughts. You know, speaking of final thoughts, I remember the first time I read uh, verse 16 of Malachi, and it just was so cool. I don't know if this stuff turns your crank, but read it out of the New American Standard again, Pastor Brian. Verse 16? Yes, sir. Then those who feared the Lord spoke to one another, and the Lord gave attention and heard it, and a book of remembrance was written before him, for those who fear the Lord and who esteem his name. And mine says, and who meditate on his name, which that word is, you know, a little bit debatable, but I, I think that the get rid of all the debate and say it's a good thing to either, you know, talk about him or meditate on his name. And when I first read this, I thought, oh my gosh, 
all those times when I was working for the Colorado Division of Highways as a new Christian and riding around on that work truck with Doug Wurzbauer, this other believer. Yeah. And I was brand new and asking all these questions about, about God. I just didn't know. And uh, to think that God would write that down or put a check mark next to your name or I got a lot of red check marks when I was a kid for not doing the right thing and then to think that all I had to do was talk to somebody else about the Lord it's good and that's going to be written down somewhere hopefully morning breath has a little paragraph somewhere in that book Mm. you know of us talking about God together for the last 20 years or so and it's just a it's just a good thing anyway see you guys have a great day in christ bye-bye we hope you enjoyed today's episode of the morning breath podcast if you did we would love for you to give it a thumbs up and share it with a friend to follow along with our daily chapter list and for quick access to east coast podcasts events and more download the east coast app it's the best way to stay connected with everything east coast We would also love for you to join our online community. Just search for East Coast Christian Center on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks again for listening to the Morning Breath Podcast.